0: Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balance.
1: Actually, let me redo that because I don't want to do that first. Um, <laughs> take two. Take two. Hey, guys, welcome back. Uh, before we get started this week, I want to go over the conference and a few other things. So, and a little disclaimer as well, uh, just because it seems to be nowadays you're not allowed to share even your experience without people wanting sauce. So, just take all this stuff with a grain of salt and. Um, uh, you know you know how this you know how it is we can't be hard on each other during these times it's confusing and uh we get a lot of we're getting a lot of uh, heat lately so um, content disclaimer take it with a grain of salt <laughs> uh, guys we have our secret space conference next May 2nd through the fifth tickets are available for that now tickets are 444 dollars that includes breakfast lunch and dinner for four days 12 speakers. Uh, And everything else that we offer, there is a live stream ticket for 111, and that that comes with a six-month downloadable replay. All of that information is at secretspaceconference.info, and that link is below. Um, Today, we are joined by our new friend, Sophia Forbes. So um, you guys know who Matthew Mornian is. He's been on the show a few times, and uh, he... As his multi dimensional school, what does he call it? Multi dimensional school of
2: the school of multi dimensionality.
1: That's what it is. Okay. So you are a member of that?
2: Well, I'm just a member of the six month program that him and Anora put on. Um, I think it started in April. And so it's just a program to get us started with um, basically just like getting our businesses launched and getting more comfortable with uh, like energy healing work and all of that stuff. And it's been a really amazing progress or process rather. Um, And it's coming to a close. I think this is like a couple of our last sessions uh, within this month and the the beginning of the next, but it's been incredible. And I've learned a lot about myself and then um, connecting to the others in the group um, has been like a real gift, honestly, because it allowed me to tap into um, like, oh, okay. Like this stuff really is real. And it's not just me uh, experiencing like these, this weird shit that I'm experiencing. So yeah,
1: really cool. Yeah, that, that, that is really cool. And I was bringing that up because um, the reason you're here is because of Matthew. He's a friend of ours and uh, he's been in my ear. He's like, you have to check out this girl, Sophia. She has some incredible cutting edge information. Um, no one else is talking about this stuff. Trust me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll check her out. And like a uh, few days go by, Hey, did you check her out? And then, you know, he, he wouldn't let it go, but I'm so glad that I've that he was persistent because uh your information is amazing. I did catch both of your videos on YouTube uh and the information about Pluto in particular was absolutely fascinating to me and that's what we're going to be diving into tonight. So um if you just want to kind of give people an idea of how you got into this stuff and how you started channeling um these beings and and how you came to this information about Pluto
2: Okay. Yeah. So I think I sort of fell into how to do this stuff. It wasn't like, um, like I, uh, like planned to do this or anything. Um, I feel like I've been doing it for like a while since I was a kid, like astral traveling and then like out of body experiences, but I kind of like closed down because I would always be connecting to like, um, lower realm beings or like more negative entities. And it would terrify me. And I'd have like horrible dreams and have horrible experiences. And then I just kind of got scared and blocked that aspect of myself out. So, um, it wasn't until like maybe like 2011 or so where I was starting to like get back into like all of like the spiritual stuff, um, with like tarot readings or like tarot cards and, um, like learning about like different dimensions and all that stuff. But I always felt like a deep connection to that stuff. And, um, yeah i don't know i started off with tarot um probably like moving all the way back to like 2018 now like i'm all over the place but it was like in 2018 when i started off like really diving into tarot and learning how to work with that and then oracle cards and then in 2019 and 2020 is when i started doing um like sessions for like clients and stuff like that for oracle readings and tarot and that's when i started to be able to learn that i could tap into their spirit guides And then basically have a conversation with them as if I'm talking to you guys right now. So I kind of just fell into it that way. And then it sort of like started developing into this thing where I am able to just tap into multiple different beings and multiple different dimensions and places and stuff and just download information um, that way. So, yeah, it's kind of just like an accident kind of (laughs) thing.
1: It seems to be. Nice. the people any anybody right now that who has a gift um yeah they just kind of stumble upon it you know through during the the awakening process mm-hmm. uh or you've always had it and then it becomes clear that you're able to utilize it as a tool as you as you get into this stuff so it's i mean it makes sense you know you stumbled across it but i think it's always within us you know mm-hmm. and I've, obviously we all like excel at different stuff but so okay, so you're sitting in your room, and you're like, "Hmm, I want to connect to the, the beings on Pluto. Let's see what they're up to." Is that how it works?
2: <laughs> well, um, well, that all started because I had an astral cartography session with Enora uh, Matthew morning's wife, and she said that I should connect to uh, Pluto and then I think Saturn or one Pluto and Neptune, um, just so that I can connect more to myself. So yeah, it, it literally was like one night I was like, yeah, okay. I'll just like astral travel to Pluto, um, uh, just a normal night for me. So then I, I did, and it was really interesting. I honestly wasn't expecting to get all of this information and it wasn't just for me. It was for other people as well. And it was to, um, really dive into like the feminine aspect of ourselves and start to heal the feminine aspect of ourselves And tap into our divine feminine essence which is really important for i think everyone right now um, because it's been so um like shunned and like the feminine has been so quieted and pushed down in society and i think that the rising of like feminine energy needs to be spoken about more Um, but not just in like i'm a feminine or like i'm a feminist or whatever but just like like also like on an energetic stance like really healing those aspects because it's all within us like whether you're male or female. So I think that's really important to talk about and that's why I put it on the YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, the whole even in males, especially in males actually as far as you know, what do they always make you feel like it's it's not manly to cry or like show your emotions and that's ingrained into us from childhood, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's not right at all. Actually, that's just suppressing all these emotions, and, and you're you're avoiding that whole feminine aspect of yourself, and you're you're almost acting like it doesn't exist, and you're trying to go about this your life, uh, and only one half of you is working, and right. it, it doesn't work. You're never going to be happy. You're not. You're not going to be fulfilled. You know.
2: Right. And then even for women, too, it's like we're taught to be more masculine. like we have to always be in action. we have to always um, like even when we're like on our moon time or period or whatever menstrual period, um, we have to keep moving, and that's like a time for like quiet. It's like a time to just be with yourself. But yeah, um, even for myself, like I also have like more masculine energy, but it's not the divine masculine energy. it's just masculine, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. You borderline like toxic masculinity but there can also be like a toxic femininity as well like the dark mother and the dark father that obviously and like very i think it's very obvious that it exists within our world and in society like those aspects and um yeah i don't know my guides just said that it's really time to just let this information be known so that we can start like really deeply healing it so
1: yeah yeah so let's Get into that. This information came through from Pluto. In particular, the the beings, what you call the shinti, I think, is what you call them. Did I say that right?
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what she told me. Yeah, that okay, they're shinti. Um, and they're these bird beings. They're like uh, they kind of look like half owl, half women. It's really weird to explain, but um, yeah, they. They look like women, but they also have like these beautiful big wings behind them and they have like um like a scaly skin to them and uh they have like half of the face of like a bird and then the rest of it is like a female. So um when I was astral traveling to Pluto, I encountered them and they th- these are the beings that told me like all this information, but it was mostly this being um named Falahar that I spoke to. And she was the one who brought me through like, um, like I guess their space and then like to the, to this ceremonial room as well. But yeah, um, she said that they embody like this divine feminine wisdom and they have a lot to like teach and show the, to like, to like the human, um, beings like us. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And well, it was so fascinating because in your video, you actually like it's so detailed as far as breaking down, like what they look like, their skin type, their vision. Like you said, their skin is like thicker than ours. So it can withstand like the ice storms and stuff on Pluto. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, What other kind of information came through about their appearance or what did you actually see?
2: So when I was talking to Valahar and she was leading me through like these hallways in Pluto in the space that we were in, she brought me to a room and I was able to really like hone in on her features that way. So when I was, when I first got into Pluto, like during my actual travel, it was kind of hazy and I wasn't able to see much until I fully got grounded into that experience. Um, So I saw all of these like different like birdish sort of Feminine beings, but then it wasn't until I like really tapped into hers when I started seeing all these features. So I saw how, um, like even with her arms, like it was like attached to the wings and you could like see, well, at least I could, I could see like all of these features of like, it almost looks like, uh, like bird skin. If you were to pluck their feathers and you'd see like their skin underneath. So that's what it looked like. And there was like a webbing that connected her arms to her wings and she was like able to somehow disconnect them. So she could just function like as a more humanoid being, which was interesting. And so I was able to like ask her like questions about like how she would function as the type of being that she is in comparison to us as humans. And she was telling me like how um their eyesight would be completely different in comparison to ours, just because of um like there's like their circumstances on pluto and how different it is um so she's saying how they can see like in like a completely different um spectrum of life than we can and different than the animals that exist on planet earth as well and how like uh they move pretty quickly it was like all of this like these like little details and um yeah i mean yeah it's just a lot a lot of information there
1: yeah i thought it was fascinating you said they were like basically human they looked humanoid but they were structured completely differently mm-hmm. and they had like i think you even mentioned talons like on their feet too
2: yeah so their feet look like our feet but then like tw- like for the toes it's like almost like a bird's feet like they have like talons for each toe instead of like toenails it was really interesting and then but also their skin, too, is like um, like that scaly, like sort of reptilian kind of skin, like towards like the feet, kind of like how uh, like the birds do for like like on planet Earth, too, like the avians. So really cool. It was really cool. Um, trying to think back to like other details, even their hair, like at least Falahar's hair looked very similar to ours as well. And yeah. Um, she had it like she had it like um like beautifully like set up. Like it
1: what, just really- was it like was it like your hair? Cause that looks like it could be from Pluto too. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I'm digging your hair, no.
2: <laughs> Thanks, but no. Um it was like it was more straight. Like my hair is very curly, but her hair is just very straight. And then she's wearing like this, I guess like a crown or something on her head, but I don't know. Just really beautiful beings.
1: That yeah, that's incredible. I, I just find it fascinating that you're able to gather so much detail just from that, um, astral experience. But what I thought was even more, well, first of all, so the, the reason they, you know, in, tw- in 2006, they decided Pl- Pluto was no longer in the planet lineup anymore. And did any information come through as, is far as, or as to why that might, might've been are they trying to suppress something do they not want us tapping into something? Cause I know they have a very specific mission that you mentioned, which I'm actually fascinated with.
2: Yeah. And it has to do with the divine feminine, like just tapping into feminine energy. And so when I can actually read to you, cause I have my notes up, I can just read what she had said to me. Sure. Um, so let me go ahead and look at that. So she said, um, wait, hold on, sorry. (laughs) So she said, um, the defined femininity that you seek to connect to is a reason why Pluto is considered your forgotten planet in your solar system for the human. So the beings that are trying to dominate your world, wish it to be so just the same as all feminine energy, because it holds a key much stronger than that they can deliver. And when she told me that, um, looking back at it, when I was connecting to like, Um, reptilian planets or like a reptilian planet i was like honed into like this family setup situation and i'm not sure if you guys are aware but what i was shown is that there's like a feminine and masculine counterpart of like reptilian beings um and i'm talking about like the i guess more negatively polarized reptilians not not like the positive ones but um so i was shown like the mother aspect of these reptilian beings and she very much wasn't a mother at all like she just shunned like the child like the reptilian child she um like
1: that aligns with things we've heard heard before yeah Yeah.
2: that's what i saw like just like mm, she was so cold and dismissive and like almost just like kind of threw the child away like it wasn't even her child
1: well and that's what makes them who they are because they start off in survival mode and, and Apparently, like even when they were when they're being fed, like they don't feed them enough food, and they, and the children actually have to fight for the food, and so they're they are already like growing day up yeah, from day yeah. one.
0: That's and Alex Collier talks about that. Alex Collier, yeah, he always.
1: Yeah, I think that's where I might have heard the, that from, Aaron. That, actually, yeah,
0: that's where I've I remember hearing. It. He talks about that. Yeah, he says they have to fight as children, as a baby, like from day one, they, they're fighting for food and then only the strongest ones survive and the rest die off. Mm -hmm. And then they're, so they're programmed like from day one to be vicious, uh, killer be killed, you know, just like no empathy whatsoever. Um, and no love from their, their mother or father or anything. So it's just like, it's just they're they're just programmed from day one with no nothing that we are and that makes us human basically it's like the exact yeah. opposite so it's yeah. understandable why they are the way they are but it doesn't make it doesn't make it okay but
2: right and it's like they brought, they brought that energy into like human existence like where we're experiencing yeah. that dark mother aspect um and it's not necessarily like our like natural way of being if that makes sense yeah But um, yeah, so when she said that, that's what I remembered is like when I went and tapped into like that, that reptilian mother aspect. And it's very much like this, like the dark mother aspect, like I was saying, and um, it makes sense that they would shun away like the feminine. And even in like, um, like even in like Egyptian times when they would talk about like, I don't know, like the underworld or whatever, um, it's always like this suppressed feminine energy I don't know if it's Egyptian or just in general.
1: (laughs) Well, it makes makes me wonder, like, for them, if that's the sole reason, which I don't think that's the sole reason that they discarded, that they wrote Pluto off as not being a planet. I don't think that's the only reason. But if that was the only reason, that that means that the people, the beings on Pluto, or that that energy is a, a serious threat to their agenda.
2: yeah yeah. they
1: wouldn't have they would not have done that you know going to that length to those lengths just you know
0: they don't do things for no reason so if they did that there's a good reason and that that i mean that lines up perfectly you know yeah Yeah. i don't
2: think so either i don't think that it that's the only reason i mean it probably has like a big part of it because when we start tapping into divine feminine energy we really start tapping into our unique essence in that sense and we're able to expand and create much more, which is exactly what they don't want us to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure there's like a million reasons why, like they started shunning, you know, Pluto from like the human mind or the human existence. So.
1: Well, so there's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Stuart Swordlow, but uh, his information on why why they did that in 2006. So uh, a few years prior to 2006, there were these. So the Kuiper belt, it's like a region that surrounds our solar system. Um, there were these like planetoid objects or these not planetoid, but just these objects appearing that about two to three times a week in the Kuiper belt that NASA was reporting on. And you can even find these in old NASA reports if you know how to dig them up. And they didn't know what they were. They were li- literally two to three a week were showing up in the Kuiper belt. And then they changed the story from we don't know what they were what they are to, oh we know what they are they've always been there but we're just now noticing them, and it was right at this time they decided to because Pluto is in that Kuiper belt this is the same time they decided to write Pluto off as a planet, and he said that these objects that were appearing were actually ships that were coming through the portal in our sun. And if you go back to old photos of the sun and, and actually footage at that time, there's he was showing them in his presentation what looked exactly like craft coming out of the sun and they were residing and hiding in the Kuiper belt. Uh, and he said some of them, even the pictures, like look like they had windows and like beings inside of them. Like that's how detailed some of these craft were. But and then the information he got was that they were all hiding in the Kuiper belt. And at that exact time, they were showing up is when they decided to take Pluto out of the lineup, which is really
0: is interesting. So no one would be it's So they didn't want people to look in that area. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's just it, yeah. it's just interesting to me. And he also said that. And, well, and they. What did they? I wrote it down just because I wouldn't remember. Yeah, so he said it was reclassified as either as either a Kuiper belt object or a planetoid. So it, that's what they renamed it instead of Pluto. Yeah. But he just also. How
0: laughable is it, though, that like, oh, all of a sudden we randomly decided to, like, oh, we just realized it's not a planet in 2006. Yeah. Well, and, Does that make any sense?
1: And, yeah, exactly. And then, he, but he also of pointed out. Of course, there's
0: that a different agenda. Here.
1: He also pointed yeah. out that Neptune is in the Kuiper belt also. So why would Neptune be written on? Exactly,
0: yeah, and exactly.
1: He, he also what? went on to explain that f- from his research, he sees 13 planets, um, which also NASA recognizes, but they call them planetoid objects. That anything past the Kuiper belt is just a planetoid object because they don't see him being able to sustain any life. It's just like an object out in space but he calls them rogue planets that actually we don't understand how the universe actually works. And a rogue planet doesn't need an atmosphere or an ecosystem to hold, to support life. And there's actually other forms of life out there that don't require basically the sun. They don't have to be near a star to uh, host life. Anyway, sorry, I was going on a rant there, but um, going back to your information. So there was something their their mission was specifically to the what was that? It was something like the Akashic Records. Um
2: yeah, the halls of onterra And it's basically like um uh, it's like this giant like records like keeping space. Um, and it doesn't really look it doesn't, it's not like a physical space, it's just like an energy bubble. Um, where it holds like all of this information on all beings that are created or being created um, in our universe, which is really interesting to learn about. I'd never heard about that before I tapped into that in- information. Um, but I mean, that could also play a part as to why they decided like all of a sudden we have to write off Pluto. Because um, maybe, I don't know. I don't I don't know why, but.
1: So you <laughs> called the Halls of Mantara?
2: Yeah, that's what that's what the... Uh, the being said, the halls of Onterra.
1: Onterra. And it's like, uh, would you say a record system of all creation or something like that?
2: Yeah. So anything that's being created, like even us, like um, even down to like every strand of DNA, every cell, everything that is within our physical structure or non-physical structure rather um, is put into this space. And it's basically like a library or like a records keeping system.
1: And that's something that potentially, if we knew about it, we could tap into it. And, yeah, absolutely. And they've been suppressing that more. Yeah. And how, now, how do how does that differ from the akashic records?
2: So the akashic records, I believe, um, holds all information on like thought forms, contracts, and um, I guess past lives as well. So I guess the only difference there is that. Like the the halls of Ontario holds information on like the actual body systems and how the bodies will function, um, even if it's like a non-physical body, and what beings are being created at all points in time. So every like, like um, you know how like people say like planets or like universes are always being created constantly. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same, or at least what I was shown, it's like the same thing with like beings, like. Uh, beings and then like other like life forms are being created constantly and then it's just this space that like basically holds like all of the information on how it was created
1: so have you actually tapped into that at all no or, no no
2: no you know, that,
1: that's interesting Yet, leave it for somebody else <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fascinating actually because all these people like all we've ever heard about is the Akashic Records. But if there actually is something else to tap into, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could really people can start exploring that. And who knows what kind of information may come forward, even about ourselves. Like we don't even know how our bodies actually work. You know, we're not taught anything. We yeah, but we know the physical anatomy and the basic stuff that you can measure with science, but there's a whole energetic, energetic component that we are totally unaware of for the for the most part here on earth. And if you can tap into that stuff, that changes everything as far as what we know and how we can even heal.
2: Mm -hmm. And um, just thinking about it now, like maybe that is another aspect as to why they kind of shun Pluto in 2006 is so that we don't start tapping into this information because then that would screw up pharmaceutical um, companies and, you know, like always having to pump pills into people and not actually solving problems. But yeah. prolonging
1: them. So makes sense. I mean, yeah. The more we're breaking this down, there's a, a lot of potential threats to their to the cabal here uh, that come from Pluto. Yeah, and and not just I mean not just Pluto. I guarantee there's so much out there that you know. But they they want you to quit. They probably wanted people to quit studying it. You know that makes the most sense. All eyes off. Who knows? Maybe some of these ships that were hiding out there were gonna be. Like there's no way that they weren't gonna be noticed if people were observing Pluto. So right.
2: Yeah. Mm, really interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: but yeah. Um yeah, I think that's all I got like on the halls of Ontera. I mean, I can look back on my notes, but I think that was really what well, I picked up.
1: So you had a did you say you had a personal experience with them as far as like I don't know if you were taken or like, was the experience you had with the shinti uh, just astral?
2: Yeah, I wasn't taken by them. I deliberately went there um, in an astral traveling like session for myself, um, and so my experience there was like an initiation of like uh, the divine feminine energy, so I can begin healing my divine fem- or my feminine counterpart. Um, so that's like all of like the mother programs, like my mom's programs and stuff like that. Um, and once I started healing that I would be able to tap into like my own essence. And that's just for me. Like, I I don't know if it works for like that way for everybody, but my experience with that was she brought me into what they call like the sacred fire room. And in this room, um, was this structure that they built that looked like, um, like a sacred geometry symbol. And it wasn't until like, after I got out of like the astral traveling thing. I was doing research on it and it turned out to be what, what's called like the vector equilibrium, which is, I guess it's like um, how like everything is created. It's like that ripple effect or like the pulsation of everything that is created. And that's like almost like the symbol or like the shape that is made when something is created. So it's really cool how Pluto is in, in line with that. It's like, it's basically like, um, it, it exudes like the energy <laughs> of birth and creation, which was really interesting. So yeah. So anyway, so in, in the sacred fire room, she like led me onto a platform where I would be like basically pumped with this, um, crimson flame, which is what she was calling like this energy that runs all throughout Pluto is like this, um, reddish, like crimsony sort of energy that Pluto is like basically like emanating at a constant so she pumped me with this crimson flame energy for the purpose of healing my feminine aspect and then tapping into my own personal divine feminine energy um so then um yeah that's essentially what happened and it 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 was it was all like planned I guess through me like before I and even incarnated as like a human but uh, it was really cool. I thought the entire experience was very tangible and I was able to bring back all this information as a result. So,
1: yeah, I wonder how many people, I hope somebody out there is listening to this being activated or triggered, like, Oh my God, I've seen those exact beings, but I've never knew knew where they were from or whatever the case may be. That seems to happen. That seems to happen. I'll just say that seems to happen a lot on, you know, in the comments we get, uh, some bit of yeah. information that makes might seem so insignificant like sparks something within somebody and it's so cool when that happens
2: yeah they honestly look like harpies um like those beings they look very similar to harpies if you know what they are
1: no Dude, just like, <laughs> should i
2: no sorry. but they just uh they're just i mean they look like uh like a female body and then like with the wings and then the talons and there's like tons of statues of them like from like The Greek, like the Greek era and stuff, so maybe they came to Earth, but it's really cool how there's like a connection there.
1: Oh, okay, interesting. There's no no coincidences. I mean, it's it's probably directly related. I I would imagine, Mm -hmm. like all the stuff from myth and legend and all, and you know, we're finding out more and more that this is no myth. There was no legend. Like this may have actually happened or likely happened, which I'm and uh, according to your bio, you've been not only communicating with them but a lot of be other different beings. Mm-hmm. What other kind of messages have come forward like that just stood out to you that you wouldn't like to share?
2: Um well there's a lot. <laughs> so I guess I'll just talk about the Orions because that was my other video on YouTube. But um it kind of started annoying me after a while because I wanted to tap into like you know the whole Orion star seed thing. But the only thing I was able to find was like negative information about the orions and then also the orion wars so i was kind of getting annoyed and i was like why doesn't anybody just like make a video about like benevolent beings in orion so it happened to be me like years later but um yeah so um i usually connect to these humanoid orion beings and they look literally almost exactly like us besides like their skull like their head is much bigger and they're like eight feet tall in comparison to us. So, um, yeah, they, they know a lot about like the human body system and how to heal the human body system as well, which is really cool. And, um, there's just a lot of information to share on that, but I've also tapped into like the Lyrans, the Pleiadians, um, elven beings here on planet earth, uh, tons of other beings. Um, the Lyrans have showed me how to like clear um, energy throughout the subtle bodies and tap into like different subtle aspects of ourselves. And then the Pleiadians, um, I don't really work with them often, but I feel like their energy is like always around us.
1: I think so. Everybody you talk to, it's like anybody going through awake in an awakening has some sort of experience with the Pleiadians or that's like the first one you hear of anyway.
2: Yeah. And so I, I talk to the Elvins a lot and they show me like how to do like Elven magic. It's really cool. They don't really call it magic or Elven magic for that matter.
1: Well, show us.
2: Um, so <laughs> they show me like silly things. Like I, one day I'd have like one that tags along with me just everywhere. And her name is Liana. And um. so I asked her how to just clear like water like how to cleanse water because I had to drink tap water at work it's just so stupid so she just showed me she's like you can just go like this and visualize like a blue spiral cleansing the water and then it's cleansed that's literally it
1: interesting I mean nice. I, I honestly think that's possible like oh yeah your imagination if we only knew the power of our imagination mm-hmm. like like the whole chemtrails like which I've renamed chemfails now because they don't work anymore. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice, I like uh,
2: it.
1: yeah, chemfails. No, but if you see a chemtrail or a chemfail, you can just put like an imaginary dome up and imagine when it hits the dome, it's like transmuted into love or whatever you want it to be, and then it showers us with love instead of chemicals. And if if I mean I don't know, you you got to believe in that stuff for it to work, but I think it can.
2: Yeah. And the more that you play with it, like the more that you tap into like this imagination aspect of you, I think the more tangible it becomes, like the more you're using it. Um, so for me, it's like absolutely like a real thing. But if you're just starting out, it might seem like fuzzy or hazy and you're like, eh, is it really working? You know what I mean?
1: Well, I I actually tested it one time back when I was in construction. Uh, there was a guy who was feeling he just started getting sick that day at work. And he was feeling like crap. And he was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it to lunch. And I walked away and I sat there and I was consciously showering him with like healing energy and love and just and whatever he needed. Right. And I kept it going for a while. And I guess an hour later, I went, I he was the uh, elevator operator I went back on the elevator. And I was like, how are you feeling? He's like, you know, it's the damnedest thing. He goes, I feel so much better all of a sudden. And he's like, I, I, do, I was ready to go home. I was calling my wife and I just, I feel fine now. Like, and he stayed and he never got sick. And I don't know if I had anything to do with that, but maybe I did. Maybe it was a coincidence, but yeah. probably not. Nah. I don't Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was. But it was really cool. Like I felt, and I never told him that I did that. You know, I just let it go because I didn't want him to think I was crazy. <laughs> but yeah. So what else uh, did they teach you?
2: <laughs> the Elvins.
1: Well, they, first of all, w- where do they reside also here on Earth? Is it just um, another dimension that you're tapping into or?
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's like the inner Earth. So you would have to, I guess, enter into another dimension to get there. But um, um, at least for the ones that I talk to, I mean, there's probably other ones that exist other other places. But um they showed me how to open portals uh, and then just like bring in like a bunch of like healing energy. So I did that a lot for the space that I live in because it used to be like um, really awful, <laughs> like really awful energy in the space. So I just asked one day, like how I can clear the energy or cleanse the energy. And so they showed me how to open up a portal and it was just like, they do like a lot of things with their hands. So it's just like envisioning like, like a portal opening as soon as I do this. And so, um, yeah, that's what I did. And then they just said, envision like golden frequency or golden energy, like pouring out of the portal and into the space just to clear the space <coughs> out. Excuse me. So that's another thing that they showed me. And- you know, what,
1: what, what I just thought of um, that Stuart Swirlow guy was while while he was talking about the Kuiper belt, he was like an experiment you guys can all do at home. If you want to tap into the Kuiper belt and see what's going on there. It's like, imagine a gold star tetrahedron in your pineal gland while you're meditating. And that's like a doorway into, he goes, anything you see um, while you're trying to do that is stuff that exists within the Kuiper belt region. Uh, and he was like, uh, it's a fun experiment. Anybody wants to try it, try it. I've never tried it. I don't even know. Um if I'd be able to tap into that or not, but, and it could be total bullshit. I don't know, but he, he said that, you know,
2: Well, you should, that sounds really cool.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um. So, okay. The Orion's you, you were able, so you were coming across this like the typical negative information that we were, that we're all used to hearing about the Orion groups and stuff. And then you, yeah, you finally came across some benevolent ones. And, and how would you describe them?
2: Um, so it's not that I came across them. It's just that uh, people like on YouTube were always talking about like the negative aspects of Orion. So I just it was literally like, a, um, like probably earlier this year that I started tapping into like information with the Orions. But I already have Orion guides. So it was pretty I guess it, it was easier for me in that sense. Um, because they're already around me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, I guess that was the question, right? Like, how I tapped into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, or just what did you discover about them? Because we don't hear much about benevolent anything from Orion or reptilians for that matter.
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, so the Orions are always assisting us, like, on a daily basis, just like the Pleiadians. So they're really tied into, like, the human existence. And they have been for, like, years and years, like, probably thousands of years. Um, but so I guess their main focus, at least mine for now, is how to heal the human body um, from like disease and just like imbalances and stuff like that. So they have showed me like a lot of different tips and tricks working with like a blue light energy and like, um, like these uh, like different shapes and all these things um, and tapping into the human body system and really like clearing and cleansing that energy. But I've noticed that um, a lot of people, like humans who are tied into Orion energy, have this trait where they are um, they either eat like very healthy, they're always like aligned with their body somehow. Um, and they they have like a knack for like really healing the body. Like Matthew, he's really tied into mm, Orion energy. But yeah, they're really benevolent beings. I mean, they come off like a little. <laughs> like a little, uh, cold and serious, but they're not, I mean, they're very nice. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of beings that are benevolent in Orion that exist in comparison to beings that are, um, like malevolent or negatively oriented. And so when you're tapping into Orion, there's really not much to fear, um, around that because you're most likely just going to run into like benevolent beings
1: and what what came through about the orion wars aaron and i have been told by james gill and we had a session with him while we were out at his ranch and uh he he tapped into some information that we were brothers i guess pleiadian brothers and and we were
0: fifth dimensional pleiadians that fought in the orion wars
1: like together like on the same ship and on uh, the same ship yeah yeah which kind of resonates um there's like a brother energy there anyway and um so, I'm just curious, yes. like I don't know. I haven't actually looked into much of the Orion Wars, apparently, or besides the fact that apparently Star Wars is like a documentary about the Orion Wars. Um what information came through about that?
2: So the information that I got was actually an experience of my own um being an Orion being in in like during that time, and so the only thing that I can remember from that was just like literally running out of a building in panic and, um, like all of this crazy stuff was happening. Like, I don't know. So what they told me about the Orion wars was that, um, it had a lot to do with like the negatively polarized beings. And then also just like the polarization of, um, Orion energy in general, it was like, it was basically like, um, this huge clash between like egoism and, um, I don't know. It was just basically like egoism, like, uh, like trying to like gain something or like gain. What am I to... Yeah, it was like yeah. it had to do with that. So yeah, so um, that's really like most of the information that I got. And I honestly don't remember like all the information that I've read about the Orion Wars. But what my guides have told me was that it was just really uncomfortable and like heartbreaking for like basically all orions that exist because it wasn't really stemming from um just the orions like the orion beings it was stemming from like the negatively polarized beings that are stationed in orion so they're not even orion they're like other beings from i've heard that yeah
0: too yeah i've heard that too they they set up in orion but they're not actually from there originally they just kind of like hijacked it essentially or are a part of it and then they set up shop there and and then they went out from there so they get labeled as like orion beings but they're really not essentially they just kind of
2: yeah
0: I, that. You. I, I have heard that as well yeah
2: yeah so so,
1: so which one of them was darth vader oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking um uh, Sorry if I'm like putting you on the spot with all these random questions. That's okay. Uh, Yeah. But is there anything in particular that you've been getting into lately besides the Orions that you like feel like you should be sharing with people?
2: Um actually, yeah. Uh the I did put um uh meditation for tapping into the divine feminine energy through Plutonian energy or like the crimson flame. So that's on the YouTube if anyone wants to check that out. Um and then also I've been connecting to the fairies <laughs> so that um, we can learn how to better connect to um, the earth herself for the purpose of healing and expansion in that way. Because I feel like a lot of us are very disconnected from the earth and that shows like as a result in our society with, you know, like, um, like plastics and all that, whatever. So, yeah. So yeah, the next thing that I'm gonna be posting is just like talking about like the fairies and stuff like that. Um, and it's really cool because I was able to like really like hone into how they look to at least for to, well, at least to me. And so I was able to see like all the details of like their wings and they kind of look like dragonfly wings. And then they were telling me that they existed for like millions of years at this point um, on the earth plane. and they live in like different dimensional planes of the earth as well. And so what they told me was that they existed around the time, like they started coming into existence around the time of Pangea is when um, this experiment was going on and that's how they were sort of created. So it was like almost like an accident and that was really interesting to learn about. But um, yeah, so they just, they essentially assist Earth in in all of these different ways. And I'm sure like most of us are pretty... Um, we already know like what they do for the most part is just like work with the plants, but it actually goes deeper than that. Like I was told like told by this being that she works with like the grid system and then um, also like portal ways and vortexes of the earth. She like cleanses and clears them and transmits them and does all these things to assist the earth. And it's really cool how they work in tandem in that way. So the message that they want to bring forth for us is to just like tap into the earth more so that we can become more in tandem with ourselves and then her because we're basically one and the same yeah. if you're human um we have like earth energy within us so it's really important to tap into that so
1: well yeah the whole agenda is to get us disconnected from earth you know that's actually like the concept of the skyscraper which i've talked about before in past episodes but that's kind of the idea of a skyscraper it keeps us away from earth and it also represents the class system you know you got the middle class the basement no one wants to be there um and then you have the roof where are the upper levels which is always vip you know club access penthouse all that stuff you have to have money to get up there it represents a class system but what it also does is it takes us further away from earth and yeah. we're you know and that's where all well, these people living in cities on top of each other
0: concrete city i was gonna say it just just our cities in general they're concrete jungles that is like no nature basically at all. You know, you're, you're completely disconnected from nature and the earth. Mm -hmm. People are walking around with just shoes with rubber soles, you know, shoes, like you're not grounding. So, you know, if we can walk around barefoot more and and actually connect with the earth and ground, uh, get out in nature, just in general, more like, but that's all the things that's why they try to, they want us all crammed in cities, one, to be disconnected from the earth to that's where the most mind control and the frequencies are and energy. So dense there, you know, it's like, you're, you're, you're kept in this low vibrational state and you're easily.
1: And that's where they test. Yeah. That's where they test out their like voice of God technology on homeless people as Guinea pigs. And, and they do their mind control experiments there and they use like unsuspecting people as Guinea pigs. And uh mm. it's it's but think about it like all this every time like I go downtown St. Louis and you literally see people walking. I, I, every you can guarantee you're gonna see people walking around talking to themselves.
0: Talking to themselves,
1: yeah. Or, or are they talk it. or are they talking to somebody on the other end of a voice to God or voice to skull, voice of God or voice to skull technology? Mm. And are these experiments being played out? But then you also think about if you have these skyscrapers and these apartments and condos and whatever, and every single unit has a Wi-Fi router, imagine the chaotic frequency and energy with like hundreds and thousands and millions of Wi-Fi routers, uh, uh, and working in tandem with the towers, and then the chemtrails, and then you know the poor air on top fault. of like yeah the,
0: the all the other po- you know avenues of being poisoned that we're yeah. getting if you're not. If you're not eating the right foods and if you're not, you know, detoxing, if you're not you're drinking water with all the crap in it and fluoride, you know, just the list goes on and on. So it's like well of course, of course, everyone is like so mind controlled and dumbed down and zombified, you know, like of
2: course.
1: Well, it's it's a perfect recipe to disconnect us from the earth is what I'm what I'm getting at. And so I mean basically it It sounds like sounds like the answer is to uh Start hanging, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Start hanging out with the fairies. Yeah, exactly. Start hanging out the fairies. <laughs> yeah. Um, fairy I hang out with the Fairies. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen
0: fairies at Yosemite, by the way.
2: Really? other there's yeah, so cool. yeah. Well,
0: people have gotten pic- people have gotten pictures of them there, and I I'm pretty sure I because um one night we were doing a skywatch and off in the and the tree line these like sparkles kept showing up They're like sparkle, sparkle, like this group of sparkles and we're like what what was that <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty sure it was fairies i mean that was that was my guess at least
1: and guys whenever he says he's seen photos of fairies they this is no joke like people at east City are capturing legitimate photos of mm-hmm. what can be described as no other than a fairy nothing else <laughs> nothing other than a fairy yeah that's what uh, it's, it's it is. actually incredible like you think oh yeah like even a skeptic would have to look at that picture and like try and rationalize, like like what am I looking at here? You know, well,
0: that's how. That's know.
1: our. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really interesting. Well, they would
0: just say it's photoshopped. I'm sure. Well, that, but, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's not. Which it's, it's not. It's it, not though. Yeah, it, they're not. They're actual pictures. Okay,
1: yeah. so my question for you is, how did you get to a point in your life to be able to talk about all this stuff seriously? Because somebody who's never heard this information before could tune in and just think we're absolutely nuts right now.
0: Well, and it happens all the time. Yeah.
1: Anyway. I mean, but even, even more so with this information, um, yeah. because some, you know, there's nothing here. Like that's why I did that disclaimer at the beginning. Um, I know people have been getting called out lately just for sharing their experiences. And it's like, it's like, everyone's giving everybody such a hard time right now and uh it doesn't make any yeah. sense to me but how did you get to the point where this stuff just became normal for you to talk about like um, were you always like this or did you really have to like come to terms with the reality of this stuff
2: um yeah i had to come to terms with it like i yeah, like i would i would talk about it here and there like with other people but they never understood um and then i it wasn't until i started doing like uh like little sessions with my friend who's also my roommate um, where we would start talking about this stuff and I would tell her like my experiences or like what I'm seeing and all of that stuff. And she would tap into that where I started becoming more comfortable with just talking about it. And um, then when I was guided to work with clients, it became a little easier for me to talk about like this random stuff that I'm hearing for them and seeing like their, their response uh, really helped me feel like it was actually like real and it was helpful for them. Um, because they weren't like, Oh, like, what are you talking about? They were like, Oh no, I, I really understand what you're saying. And I feel them all the time, like pertaining to spirit guides. Mm-hmm. So, um, really when I started, when I started the, um, six month program with Matthew and Honora, is when I started, um, really like feeling like, okay, yeah, this is like a hundred percent real. Cause I was still like on the fence at that point. So that was about six months ago so
1: yeah nice oh so this is recent recent that's amazing yeah um i mean props to you for owning it you know because it's scary to get out there and start talking about this stuff and you know people that you used to know start falling away because uh let's face it people think we're crazy you Mm -hmm. know and uh it it takes it it takes bravery to get out there and do that stuff and own it. And actually not only own it, but you also, you offer sessions, right? You, you, what do you call intuitive healing? Um, uh, what, what exactly do you offer? What do you do there?
2: So right now I'm not offering personal sessions just because I'm in the process of creating, um, like a subscription based program for people to connect to where we learn about how to cultivate magic or, how to manipulate um, the fourth dimensional realm uh, and the physical realm for the purpose of healing and expansion. So I call it magic or cultivating magic and tapping into your unlimited potential. So I'm in the process of creating that and then also just making more YouTube videos where people can learn about this stuff. But since YouTube is program, not programming, but like censoring stuff, I don't wanna put everything on YouTube. That's the problem. Uh, So yeah, so right now that's what I'm working on, but. I do have like free meditations and then light code activations and stuff that I offer, as well as um, intuitive healing artwork, which is just energy artwork, so they emit specific frequencies that help and assist um, people on their healing healing expansion too. so that's what I have to offer
1: <laughs> have you and that's beautiful by the way um, have you yeah. what are your thoughts on? like the existence of like a lot of these groups that you're tapping into, like already being here on earth as far, and like, like basically hiding in plain sight. Let's just say reptilians. Like we know that they're kind of like running the show here behind the scenes. Uh, have you had any experiences of like certain individuals as far as like celebrities or politicians that have this energy They are you able to like see that within them? Any, anything along those lines?
2: Yeah. Especially with politicians, I see a lot of reptilian energy influencing them but i don't i don't think that they're like reptilians in like human skin at least not for all of them i think that it's like kind of like a hive mind that they're tapped into and it's just like downloads of information or rather like um like their consciousness or like conscious understanding of like morality is like pushed to the side and it's just like this reptilian sort of entity or thought forms and stuff like that that's being downloaded into their into them so I mean, that's what I've witnessed. I'm sure, maybe. I'm sure there's, like, other politicians or beings that are little, literal reptilians and they, like, shapeshift and stuff. But I haven't experienced, like, or witnessed that, like, when I'm watching them. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> but.
0: There's certain ones that their eyes, I don't know if you've ever seen the videos with the eyes turn into slits, like, oh. a, like a reptilian. Yeah, I mean, I've seen unless the videos are manipulated. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, some yeah. of them are not manipulated so some
0: you, of them definitely i don't think are. yeah um I've, no, I've seen certain politicians
2: yeah, yeah that, that happened. <laughs>
1: well yeah uh loyal to the foil who we just had on um i forgot she 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 went down this hole and there's like she found tons of videos where it's celebrities even news anchors and stuff where news you catch them too, yeah. and it's like in a live news broadcast it's like not any type of photoshopped anything and you you see like their eyes literally for a second like first of all they have the double they have the double pupil so they are the double eyelids so they blink this way Mm -hmm. and this way one
0: goes sideways yeah yeah. the
1: one goes sideways and that happens and you see the slit appear just for a brief second when you slow it down it's it's literally undeniable but you see we see this within like a lot of pop stars like miley cyrus and um, just so many people you know
2: you think mm. that's like literal shape like them shape-shifting or is it like some sort of weird energy transfer
1: that's what i don't know like i, I don't be actually know like
2: Could be, there's, something, they, no, there's something there's something are they
1: know. born into a bloodline that just has so much reptilian dna in it that it's just part of them or i've also heard a theory that Could be. they actually um have the choice or maybe they're blackmailed into like altering their DNA to become more reptilian. And there's ways to do that. And that makes sense. And so some of these celebrities, who let's just say Miley Cyrus, let's just say she sold her soul unknowingly by signing a contract. That's what happens. And when you sign that contract, you're, you're signing your soul away, essentially. And they might be mm-hmm. altering her DNA at that point to become more reptilian. And maybe it like one of the physical signs is the eye slit if you get yeah. to a certain point this is all theory and speculations i don't know
2: No, wow, that's crazy that sounds really plausible though yeah mm.
0: so it definitely I, does yeah. i
1: feel like some of these people even strive to be more reptilian you know
2: yeah no i can definitely see that here and yeah
1: yeah i don't know i, I don't know uh, and
0: i've heard um like certain people david wilcox one of them where he said he met this guy and as soon as he shook his hand he saw his face like not physically but he got like in his mind's eye turned into a reptilian face Mm -hmm. so it's like uh it was either so what he thinks is like that guy wasn't like a physical reptilian but he had it was either a reptilian like controlling him or like um somehow his consciousness was yeah so like he got like the flash of of a Reptilian, when he, right, he said, like, right when he shook his hand, he got it and he, like, freaked him out and he jumped back. And the guy goes, Did you like, did you like that? <laughs> he said, uh, oh. and he was, like, freaked out about it. Yeah. So, so, so there's also that going on.
1: I, I wonder if, like, some of the maybe for him, he knew, but sometimes there, there's actual, like, attachments, right? Or possessions where, like, yeah, it could be Somebody that. is totally they're oblivious to the fact that they might have some type of reptilian energy or reptilian working through them right and then you might even see that overlay sometimes and that poor person let's just say who is totally um, unaware of it is now being seen as an evil person because people are tapping into this reptilian energy that might not even be their own you know and maybe maybe some of these maybe some of these people instead of just saying oh they're reptilian we need to like stay away from them and and instead of putting them in this box maybe we can actually help that person heal and remove that attachment yeah you know i don't think it's fair that people are going to have a problem with that i'm sure listening to this you know that's definitely
0: a thing too um i definitely think
2: that too like that weird overlay thing that happens with reptilian energy, and then also like them being attached almost like they're like, like behind you, like, like grabbing onto your energy is weird. I've heard that too.
0: I've heard that as well, actually. I've you exactly what you said behind them, like latched on,
2: yeah, like they're like, like a puppet.
1: yeah, like a puppet, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. And, and so, and think about you know i i know for a fact that after my mom died something came in and was working through me i didn't i didn't know it at the time until like five years later when i started going through my awakening slowly and i and i stumbled across reiki and uh, i found out that i had like something attached to me that it finally was removed after like three sessions but when it was finally removed i had to go through a whole um identity I had like an identity crisis, basically. I had to go through a path of self-discovery. I didn't know who I was anymore. Like I didn't, I, I, all of these like negative and toxic habits, drinking, drugs, whatever. uh, I didn't realize wasn't me. Like there was something else there causing those cravings and causing me to be the person I was. And then it was gone after, (laughs) after the session. And then I had to like learn how to walk again, basically. But how many people out there are, have something attached to them that they are totally unaware of that they don't know? And they might not even be bad people because I don't think it's always there. I think like the way it was described to me is like they hang out and let's just say you decide you want to rob a bank. Then that negative energy comes in and helps you do it right. Like they help give you ideas and like and like help you pull off this nefarious act and or if you wanted to go out drinking you know they're gonna like influence you yeah
2: basically like you were um allowing yourself to be a match to that energy like to that entity's frequency yeah so you're basically uh, lowering your frequency to become in line with theirs so that they can Mm -hmm. like grab a hold to your energy or like influence you in that way
0: exactly Yeah, exactly, but sometimes which is why it's so important to not be in that state.
2: Yeah. And, and uh, I think like, when I'm doing healing work, um uh my guides usually tell me that like even if it isn't like that, like you're not making a decision to um, I guess, lower your frequency in a sense, you could just have like a subconscious program running within you that allows you to be a match to like all of these different entities. Um, so for example, like yeah. you have a lot of like a shame program or um something like that you'll be oh, yeah. frequency like in the same uh, vibrational frequency as an entity that vibrates on the frequency of shame and so then mm-hmm. they're able to tap into your energetic field as a result
1: mm-hmm. exactly. exactly yeah exactly that's a great way to
0: Until put it. So you heal that and then once you heal it right you're no longer a match and then they, yeah well that's why people when they as soon as they heal, they're like, oh my God, it feels like a weight was lit. And it's like, well, yeah, they probably had all these like entities that were literally feeding off of that and tapping into that, like you said. And then suddenly that's all that all goes away as soon as you heal. Yeah.
2: So yeah. And then it's also like um like everything in your reality is like a reflection of you, right? So this being yeah. is also a reflection of you. So if you just face that aspect of yourself mm-hmm. again, it's it'll just dissolve. But sometimes, when you have mm-hmm. like an entity like attached to it in that sense, it can be harder to start dissolving like that frequency until you um, confront the actual entity itself. Then you can like oh, yeah. dive deep into like that um, emotional program that's that attracted it in the first place. Mm-hmm. At least how it's um, worked for me um, was approaching like the entity first. And I always like, I always approach them with um, love and understanding. I, I'm not like, get the fuck out of here. I'm always like, yeah. I approach them with like openness and understanding because it's just a frequency and it's also like, um, we feel that too. So you know what I mean? So, uh um, yeah. yeah. And then that's how I'm just able to like dissolve the entity or like transmute it, or if it doesn't want to be transmuted, then it can just go on to the next person or thing or whatever. Um, but yeah, then, then, then. Um, At that point, I'm able to tap into like the actual program and then dissolve it from there or heal it from there.
1: Yeah. And I I think everyone has their own modalities because some people are like, no, I do not consent. Get the fuck out of here. And maybe that way works for them. Yeah, You know,
0: but you can do that and not in you're not doing it in anger or hatred. You're doing it in just
1: protecting yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah like resolve i guess is a good word you know like yeah you're stepping into your sovereignty and you're doing it from love it's just very it's just very much like staying up for myself you know
2: yeah um, it's really cool how how like most of us do pretty much the same thing in different ways but yeah i don't know <laughs>
1: well, exactly well yeah. going back to like you're talking about me like frequency matching and like you're in a shame frequency and an entity comes in and matches that or whatever uh in my case in particular was the way it was described to me when my mother passed when any when we lose a loved one something so significant like that um and we're in this like grieving process and we're in this state it's like our aura was fractured right and there's like this uh this sense of vulnerability there and these entities just, like, wait for that moment. Wait for people to get to that moment. And, like, once that aura is fractured, it's like a spotlight. And that's when something jumps in. And they're just, like, you waiting for that stuff. Target. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. My- they're
2: almost starved because they're not, they believe that they're separate from source. And it's, like, um, they're not tapping into, like, that frequency, like, of um, flow. You know what I mean? So it's, like, they're starved. And they have to like feed off of something to get nourishment.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's what Laura Van Tine always talks about. Like when they're existing, like outside of this dimension and stuff, sometimes they, they're trapped too. And you can be, it's not just that we need to get rid of them. Cause like they become somebody else's problem. They, she, what she does is crosses them over. And like, you know they they can't come back then you know they, they're they not going to bother anybody else her job is like crossing them over and that's what she recommends to do every every time yeah uh, where her whole thing is if you don't then sometimes they can even be sometimes that soul that entity whatever um they hijack like the reincarnation process and they'll like they'll come into a brand newborn baby
0: they'll incarnate they'll yeah. incarnate
1: and So instead of us just like, oh, not my problem anymore, I'm protected, like cross them over and clear up that fourth dimension. So we get less and less and less of that.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, We're actually going to have her back on in a few weeks to go over some of this new information and her new book. So that I'm looking forward to that. What else talking about frequencies? um like each one of these beings right so what is dimension it's just a different frequency and if we could essentially like when you're tapping into them like i don't know how like you do it but i would imagine if you like you would almost have to match their frequency in order to see them like what what's your actual process when you do that
2: um, like how I tap into like just any beings.
1: Yeah. I mean, is it like just simply like just imagining a a chord or what do you do?
2: So um I honestly just ask them to step forth and then it's almost like they they don't literally step forth. It's just like a projection of their energy that is um pushed into my space or into like my frame of understanding. So um, that's how I'm able to see them, but I don't think I have to be on an energetic match to see them. I'm not really sure. I have to ask. <laughs> I honestly don't know, but, um, yeah, the only thing that they've shared with me is that it's like, they're like projecting their, like how they look like they're literal being into like my space. So it's not that they're literally there and they have to be like a match or a frequency to me. It's just a literal projection, like on a good like a screen.
1: I got funny. you. Yeah. And I do think it works both ways though, because that's like how time travel and space travel works. Like every point in time and space has its own frequency. And and when you match that frequency, no two things could be existing at the same frequency. It's impossible. And when they do, well, not impossible, but I take that back, it's not impossible. But when you do match, (laughs) when you do match a specific frequency, you connect with it and you actually travel there. And Mm -hmm. that's like the secret to time travel, apparently, like, it's really that simple. You just have to figure out how to like, you can find a point in space and time that you want to go to figure out that frequency match that frequency and you're automatically connected. And if you have the technology, you get you can get there.
2: Do you think that's the same with like actual traveling or by location and stuff? Is that like the same?
1: maybe maybe like that's a way to do it with your own body with your own vessel um but i'm saying like if like you wanted to physically go like energetically maybe that's a way but if you wanted to physically go i don't know how it would work i just think that's the basis of it um it's it's just uh,
0: peter slattery talks about there's there's literal beings he says that they're so advanced they can they can do what you just said where they just think of a location and they're instantly there. He said, what happens is they, they collapse into um, like an electron. Oh, he says they collapse into an electron and then they're able to like, just instantly move it to anywhere in the universe and then, and then recreate themselves again from that, from an electron. (laughs) That's like like a crazy level of advancement, but he says they're beings that that's how they travel and that's they're able to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's how like a lot of these like beings come from like such far distances, like they know that obviously there's like the cosmic web and the portal system. there's
0: there's portals there's yeah there's wormholes, there's ships that just travel really fast um and yeah, and then there's what I've heard is there's ships that travel through space. And when you travel through space, you're also traveling through time because it's space time. It's all one thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so just, just that alone, you're time traveling essentially. Um, but they, but they, uh, to travel really long distances, they, they find these wormholes that they go through and they just keep doing that. And that's how they're able to traverse like really, really long distances I've heard. Um,
1: well, yeah. And that's enough- also
0: stargates and portals and stuff, obviously that we, we know exist you well, just instantly you walk through it and you're super far away
1: and that's what stuart swardlow says um i know i keep referencing him but he his one talk specifically talked about pluto and uh but he said that you know when these ships were coming through the sun the sun's like a portal but he said what's on the other side he could he explained a black yeah. hole he goes a black hole in our universe is a star in another universe i've slash. heard that as well yeah i've heard that too yeah yeah so you say it's just like a vortex or a portal yeah. like all they're doing yeah. is, and but you're able to like universe hop that way like that oh. it's that's an extreme distance but you're finding the portal you know and apparently our sun is a known portal and it's used all the yeah. time all that's why
0: we see little video and pictures of ships coming out of the sun yeah yeah all the time because it's it's a portal
1: yeah it's, and then, yeah, I just, oh, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, we that's don't a, know. We don't know what we don't know. And we don't
0: see how much is out there that like, yeah, we, you know, we're not told any of the, you know, it's like, we're kept, we're kept in such a like tiny, tiny little bubble, yeah. ignorant of like the vast universe and, and what, how it works and what things are and what exists. Well, but, but you know you hear the stuff from all these experiencers and these and these people that tap into it in various ways obviously and it's like holy shit there's so much out there yeah it's and crazy. so much more that we are that we even know
1: that that's you what know, i was gonna say part like, of it. what i said earlier like we don't even know who we are you right. know mm-hmm. how can we know about everything else like we don't even know our true potential yet
2: and that's the other thing too like going back to um what you were saying with people getting hate for just saying like their experiences, like it's all just relative. Like it it just depends on like what the person can digest, like pertaining to downloads and downloading information from other places as well. So there's no reason to judge or to like shun it. And unless it doesn't resonate with you, then it doesn't resonate with you and just leave it at that. Yeah
1: yeah exactly Exactly. that's what that's what i say like is it really worth calling these people out like where's where's the sauce you know is everyone
2: gonna have a different experience like even with the orions or even pluto too because i that was just my experience um i don't know about any other beings that exist on pluto because those are the only beings that i encountered when i went um but yeah it's just like it's all it's all just going to be different so i don't know
1: did they I, yeah, I just thought exactly. i just thought of this um you, we were talking about their skin earlier on uh, the the beans on Pluto, they're just really thick skin they can withstand the weather and i think he said in your video like if we were to try and go there we would like freeze instantaneously because oh, of yeah. the, wa- the water content yeah. in our body
2: yeah um, um valahar the being she said that they have like 30 percent water like like they're made of like 30% water within their body where ours is like, what, like 70 or 80% or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a really huge difference, um, in their body structure. And then also she was like showing me, like when I asked her, like how we differ from like the human, she was showing me like these different layers of skin that they have. So they have like multiple different layers of skin, um, instead of just having like, uh, like a few different layers of skin, like other beings do. It's like, maybe like five or six different layers of skin until it gets to the surface, which is really interesting. Um, I don't know how many (laughs) layers of skin the human has, but, um, I don't think it's five or six. Uh, but yeah. So there's like all of these different aspects of their body that is literally built to function on the planet that they exist on. In the same way that, like, our body is like is built to function on Earth, so it's going to be like completely different in that sense. So it's really cool to see like the comparison between the two.
1: And speaking of Earth, what the hell is going on right now? (laughs) (laughs) What
0: we started holding another podcast
1: here, yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: gonna take us another,
1: yeah, I know. I did, I just (laughs) like what what do you we'll wrap it up after this, but. Uh, have you had any information or what are your insights as to where we're headed right now like do you like you hear about this ascension and this like new earth or um what are your thoughts on all that
2: so i feel like timelines are shifting so drastically right now that it's kind of hard to be like oh this is going to happen indefinitely um at least from my point of view but um just tapping into it recently when I was connecting to like the fairy information and all that stuff, they wanted to point out like the whole AI aspect of like human, human life and how we're kind of like veering straight towards that, like this um, artificial intelligence aspect of um, like human existence. So that's like completely like um, going like in the complete opposite way of naturality. So like, my job and then like tons of other people's job um pretending to like energy healing and like spiritual work and stuff is to veer people in the direction of uh, naturality and connecting back into like the natural or original grid of the earth instead of the false matrix and stuff like that so it's like um there's so many different timelines and then also just people who exist on so many different like frames of consciousness it's hard to tell because for one for like one group of people it can be just like the ai experience and then for another group of people it can just be like the natural experience like i was just talking about but um there's like this weird split but there's like a ton of different splits if that makes sense so it's not just like one thing or the other there's like a ton of different options that the human can take
1: yeah that's really interesting that's a yeah. great that's a great theory um and it's not really a theory you're right that is happening i mean it's clear that like you can be standing next to somebody and you're like in a totally different timeline. And then, you know, yeah. it's, it's becoming pretty obvious now, but uh, I like that. And it's all about, I think right now we're being put in a position to where we're given a literal choice on like which time, like, like, here's the thing. Like if you have the awareness, like if you're listening to this right now, That means you know about this and you have a choice and you you get to from this point forward, choose your timeline, which one do you want, you know, and then there's other people who are out there who don't know that there's even they don't even know what a timeline is. They just think we're all here, you know, randomly doing whatever. And that's an unconscious choice. Like it is there it is a choice, but it's an unconscious choice. But if you if you have any sort of awareness, you get to choose now, which way do you want to go? You get yeah. to choose. Do I want to follow Elon Musk and do I want to get a Tesla bot and blah blah blah, blah or do I want to take the get path of that
0: link in my brain.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And so, uh I feel like neither of which is right or wrong because it's like no matter what, the Earth is going to keep raising in frequency because that is her plan as of right now is to shift in frequency. So that's literally what she's doing, like as we speak. Um, so regardless, the human is going to have to adjust to that, or it's just going to, I I don't know, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen, but it's like, regardless the human, uh, society or like human, human life in general has to ascend. So you can like make the choice for AI, or you can make the choice for naturality. And that would be your choice in the moment, but regardless, way down the line, um, we're all going to be ascending. (laughs) So
1: yeah. yeah yeah i agree like earth isn't going backwards like gaia Terra, whatever you want to call her is ascending
2: mm-hmm. with
1: us mm-hmm. and with one can't happen without the other like we it work we work in tandem basically and uh yeah i don't know like you said one way isn't right one way isn't wrong but one way might get you a little further <laughs> you yeah <know>. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, well, to me, it's like the ones that are ready, like us. You know, we're going to be ascending now, and then the ones that aren't, maybe they're going to have to. I don't know. There's different theory. You know, they're going to go to a different planet that stays in 3D for however many thousands of years, and then eventually they're going to. Or, uh, but if there's if they're not on a soul level ready for that, you know, then then they're not. They have, they need more time and experience in the 3d to make sense and we can kind of like you said that goes along with the split we see all these people that just like they're so in this low vibrational programmed state and that's just where they're at on a soul level you know they're they're not awakening and then you have this big awakening going on we're living proof of that you know so it's like this big big split happening and uh yeah it's almost like it's it's like a is it timeline split that's that's my theory that's a timeline split where uh those of us that are on the ascending timeline we're gonna however it's gonna play out you know it's we're gonna have the ascension and and moving into this golden age and moving into the the new earth and then the ones that are on the level where they need those 3d experiences still they're going to be experiencing that but it's just like a timeline split and it's that's all it is it's not necessarily like good or bad it's just that they're at different
1: we're at different levels different yeah. journeys here's here's the question if just because you're aware does that mean you're ready
2: i would say so um because um and i think we touched on this earlier like in the, in the discussion is like uh people who come across this information they'll literally think that we're crazy they're um I think that's a level of unawareness because they're not tapping into like um, like the understanding of the universe or like even contemplations of the universe. They kind of just want to stay in their own bubble. So yeah. even with that, though, I feel like even like if you're a type of person that's listening to this information and you're like, oh, God, they're crazy. I feel like listening to the information regardless is somehow going to like activate something within you. And then it puts you like in a different space to then open yourself up to more information like this and open yourself up to uh, expansion on a spiritual level. So yeah. I don't know, it could yeah. be like multiple different things, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: in my mind, it's like the ones that are ready to be activated. It's like, we're listening to this is like the seed being planted and, and then it, it they activate, you know, it triggers that. But the ones that aren't, no matter how much you talk to them about this stuff, maybe yeah. you're you're playing the seed, but it's just not going. It's not ready to grow yet. It's not ready to activate.
2: Right. And they're
0: they're just gonna their rest of their life or however long they're gonna like, that's just crazy, you know. Or I'm not interested at all, and you know,
1: yeah. And
0: yeah. and then spiritual growth doesn't happen, you know, at all. But I could be wrong, you know. Maybe I, I could, you know. I'm open yeah. to every possibility. Obviously, I hope I hope we all make it. Obviously, but
1: okay. yeah. What happens after a night of hanging out in Wooville with us? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in Wuville. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's... that's it, yeah. Um, so anyway, Star, uh, Star let's Star go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh we'll let people know one more time where they can find you, your website, your YouTube channel.
2: Okay, so my YouTube channel channel is the Sorcerer's Librarium. Um, and there we talk about um like Sometimes galactic information I'll be talking about, but only if it pertains to healing healing and expansion for our, like our existence and our, um, realities, but then we'll also just be talking about how to, um, cultivate magic and stuff like that. So you can find me there. Um, my website is blackfoxintuitive.com and then my Instagram is Sophia E Forbes. So, yeah.
1: All right. And we'll put all that in the description below. And what does your website offer as of right now?
2: So I have free meditations um, and also free light work activations or light code activations um, that better attune you to like your chakras and clear chakras and stuff like that. Um, And then I also uh, offer like the intuitive healing artwork and stuff like that, um, where you entrain with the frequency and it just allows you to be in a healing space for your expansion as well.
1: I'm pretty sure you covered that earlier i just wanted to repeat it for um no that sounds great thank you so much for coming on and doing this It was a lot of fun um yeah we covered all we were all over the place i know but it was uh it was some good stuff and we finished with a good message i think so um any last words before we wrap this up
2: no thank you guys so much this was awesome
1: <laughs> yeah it, it was a lot of fun yeah, it was, it was a blast. um guys don't forget um Grab a ticket for the conference. I know it's like, literally, I think I looked at the calendar, 230, it's 236 yeah. days away. So it's a long time. I know this, it's not until next May, but uh, tickets are selling. So if you, if you want to come grab a ticket, get a room and come hang out with us. It's going to be, uh, you know, we tried to plan it out far enough out. Hopefully travel isn't an issue by then. And hopefully things, you know, the dust is settling. Who knows? It's impossible to predict, but hopefully it's a good time where people are able to come out um but yeah it's going to be a lot of fun uh, secret that link is below you can find out all the information there um and uh yeah check that out um on the irradiation balancer um guys it's a patch that you put on your phone any radiating device it harmonizes the frequency into something that's turning out to uh, actually be beneficial after um some recent tests that Tim Sanders have, has been doing um yeah aaron has a this is what it looks like there you go look at perfect timing um perfect timing. It, it it literally you know we get a lot of heat for this too it looks just like a, a sticker but this is like a type of a scalar energy um Ken rolla has looked at this patch and he and he verified for us so yeah this is this is scalar technology uh it's not just some random sticker it's like a type of free energy it's like next level is not it's pretty insignificant looking but if you go back to ancient times all of that advanced tech would looked insignificant right whenever mm-hmm. it, it, it's when you're tapping in and working with mother earth and the, the electricity that's already in the air and all that stuff it's not you don't need all these technical components because you're tapping into it um, anyway that's kind of what's going on with these patches, but they really do work. I have them on all of our devices. You get 10% off of those with uh, promo code truth and all caps. That link is below. If you're looking for a new CBD, Hopewell farm CBD is some awesome stuff. Actually. They're going to be at the conference um, with all their products. If you guys want to uh, check those out and test them out, it's going to be, uh, I'm excited to actually meet them for the first time in person also. But um, if you want, uh, off of Hopewell Farm products. Journey to Truth 10 gets you 10% off free shipping over $200 or more on the website. They have crypto payment options and veteran discounts, which is really cool. So, uh, not many places are, not many. I don't know if there's any other CBDs that you can purchase with crypto right now, but uh, that's really cool. That's a really, really cool option. And then obviously, Uh, Teespring, 15% off all that merch with promo code CGI Joe. And uh, we have a new shirt. Um, The Secret Space Conference official T-shirt is on there now. If you want to grab that and show up in style for the conference, that's what I put on the website. (laughs) Show up in style. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I think that's it, guys. Um, Thank you guys for the donations. Thank you for the uh, the moderators out there um, keeping things in check in the chat yeah uh and i think that's it um good night everybody and we will see you next time